Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Jeremiah chapter 33 verses 14 through 16. Jeremiah is a prophet in Israel for over 40 years. Now if we look at Jeremiah's career as a prophet, let's just call him a preacher. Jeremiah's preaching career is not very successful according to our standards. He preaches for 40 years about the problems in Israel, and he only has two converts that we know of his entire life. Baruch the scribe, he's a guy that's going to write down a lot of what Jeremiah has to say as a prophet. And then Ebed-Melech. Ebed-Melech is an Ethiopian eunuch that worked for the king, and he's the only other convert that we know that believes in the message of Jeremiah. So let that sink in for a minute. Preaching for 40 years and only making two converts. That's the career of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is going to have his own hometown turn on him. He's going to be arrested by the king. He's going to be hated and despised because he's going to tell people things they don't want to hear. Here's some things that are going on in Israel when Jeremiah comes into his role as a public prophet. They're worshiping idols. They're worshiping false gods. They are putting other things as first place ahead of Yahweh, ahead of God. So we could think, well, we don't have that problem today, but but we do. We have it in, in spades in so many ways. Anything that we put in a preeminent place before God in our lives is an idol. So they're worshiping idols. They also practice child sacrifice. Part of their worship of false gods is they would offer their children to these gods. We know that one god in particular, Moloch, uh, they would heat up this iron or this metal statue of Moloch that had its arms outstretched. And they would get this idol red hot and they would lay the babies on the arms of that red hot idol and they would sacrifice them. Now we may think in today's culture we don't have these kinds of problems, but we really do. We sacrifice our unborn children uh, to secular humanism and to the sexual revolution so that we can have freedom or financial freedom or not be burdened by the burden of children, that we can do what we want to do with our bodies in a lot of ways and have no consequences. So in a lot of ways, we're not a lot different than the society that Jeremiah prophesies against. They are violating the Sabbath. They're not doing what God says on the Sabbath. They're immoral people. Uh, Sexual immorality is rampant. They have no concern for the poor. They turn a blind eye to the plight of the poor. They don't care about the people that are on the underside of power. And I would say we have a problem with that today. We turn a blind eye to the plight of the poor, the situations that create poverty. We should be concerned about those as Christians. Uh, They have a few believers that are really devoted to God. You can't find a lot of people in the time of Jeremiah that really believe in God and follow him. Their leaders have become corrupt. Uh, Their spiritual apathy and they're selfish. Those are all things that Jeremiah tackles in his book. So you can see this book is timely for us today that in, in our current spiritual malaise, we have a lot of these same conditions that you find in the time of Jeremiah. So he's not popular. And when he writes these verses that we're going to read today, he is actually in prison. He's been arrested by the king. Babylon is on the move. It won't be long before Babylon will be destroying the city of Jerusalem. But out of this uh, just negative environment, 
out of these horrible things that are going on. And the situation for, for Jeremiah is personally horrible when you think about it. He gives a message of hope. So I want to read to you this message of hope amidst all of this pain and suffering. Once again, our reading is Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. This is the English Standard Version. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. So he's saying a day is coming. Now, things look terrible, but there is a future day coming. And God is going to keep his promises. Now, here is a theme for us, an application for us, is even when people are faithless, when people don't keep their promises to God, God always keeps his promises. If God promises something, he will do it. He will accomplish it. So we know that God has made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God's made a covenant with Moses at Sinai. God makes a covenant promise to David. Now, the one he makes to David is fascinating. He tells David in 2 Samuel 7, 12 through 16, that there will be a descendant of David. That will This, this one descendant will come from the family of David, from the lineage of David, that will sit on the throne forever. It's funny because David talks about he wants to build a house for the Lord. He wants to build God's temple. We know Solomon, his son, will do that eventually. But God has this play on words. He's basically saying, you want to build me a house? Well, I'm going to establish your house, the house of David forever. And we know the fulfillment of that is Jesus Christ. Both Joseph and Mary trace their lineage back to David. So Jesus literally comes from the family of David. He's born in Bethlehem, the king's city, the city of David. So there's no doubt that Jesus is the fulfillment of that king that will sit on the throne forever. He says in verse 15, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. Now, Isaiah 11.1 1 gives us a little bit more detail about this branch. In Isaiah 11.1, 1, it gives us the image of the stump that's been cut off, and this shoot springs out of the stump. Now, think about what that's saying, what Isaiah is saying, what Jeremiah is saying is this. The house of David looked like it was desolate. Once Babylon comes in and deports the Israelites back to Babylon, destroys Jerusalem, it seems like the Davidic kingdom is destroyed. The descendants of David and those kings are going to be killed and taken out. And so we have the, the end of the reign of the Davidic king. But just as you cut a stump uh, from a, on a tree down to the ground, you cut it low. You see new signs of life spring from that trunk sometimes. You have this shoot of life that comes from the stump. And so when it seems like things are at their worst and they're bleak and there's no hope, life will spring forth. The Messiah will come probably when you least expect it. He's going to come and make all things right. So this righteous branch from David is Jesus. This is the Messiah. And he talks about a time, you know, Judah and Jerusalem had been so disobedient, but there's a day coming when they will be so righteous that their name will be changed. The Lord is our righteousness. They will go from being faithless to being faithful. And we know if you if you just look at the day of Pentecost, you have the gospel beginning there in Jerusalem and spreading throughout Judea. You can read that in the book of Acts. It starts in Jerusalem. So this new righteousness because of this new king springs up. Not righteousness that we earn, but righteousness that Christ gives us through his work on the cross. So you see this 
this righteousness spread from, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the entire world, you find God's faithful people, faithful to the Messiah, Jesus. So I hope this has helped you today, these thoughts that the world can be a bad place. People can be disobedient. People can let you down, but God will always keep his promises. And we have so much to be thankful for because we know Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, the Son of God, God in flesh has come to us. Was our custom? Let's go back and read our passage one more time. This is Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. He shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Well, I pray you have a wonderful day. I pray that you're thinking about the Messiah and the gift of Jesus this time of year. I hope you're thankful for the salvation you have in Christ Jesus. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus, I pray that you do. Hope to see you back again tomorrow.